0: Hey, hello everybody, this is Mijatudit Tuditamid, your host, and I am Professor Robert Shemokalstra. You're listening to On The Corner, because that's where we talk things over. This radio program is dedicated to all those who got stuck at the intermediate level of English, all the people who are struggling somehow with learning English, and improving listening skills and speaking skills. Um, some of you might not know what the term intermediate plateau means, but I have here the brilliant presence of our friend and colleague, colleague <laughs> Professor Robson mcallister Professor, could you please explain to us a little bit what intermediate plateau is? Because I ask you to do that, that every time we are on. Of course, it's a pleasure. First of all, I'd like to
1: thank you for being, uh, for, for letting me participate. It's a huge pleasure to be with you here. And second, I want to send a big hug to a friend of mine, George, who is probably listening to this radio right now because I told him that I was on the radio and he said that he was
0: going to listen. So the second thing is, I'm. you asked me what was the question? Yeah, I asked you. I asked you about the intermediate plateau.
1: Of course, um, the intermediate plateau. Plateau is a word. It comes from French, from the French language. And it means something flat. Something, the surface is flat. It's when students, probably students of English, that reach a certain level of fluency and they don't move up ahead. They
0: don't move forward. So you're telling us that probably... It's a intermediate, pre-intermediate. That's right,
1: that's right. It's very comfortable for the students because they already know how to communicate, but they,
0: they cannot uh, move on. All right, so this program is to you. And um, this radio, uh, this, this is part of the radio, the Tamid Web Radio, English uh, as a second language and English as a foreign language radio station. And today we will be talking about, uh, since the name of the program is is on the corner, because that's where we talk things over, uh, some students might not know also, some listeners might not know also what the phrasal verb talk over means. Can you explain to us, professor? Of course. Talk over, it
1: means to discuss seriously like getting down to business
0: all right so we will we, we, we will be talking about sexual harassment today so first of all what is sexual harassment can you tell me uh, you who are listening right now I would like to encourage you to go to Google all you can do is to type Google sexual harassment And when you're there, you just type definition. So Google will tell you. The definition of Google of sexual harassment is aggressive pressure or intimidation. uh, The synonyms are uh, persecution, harrying, pestering, badgering, intimidation, bother, annoyance, aggravation, irritation, pressure, pressurization, Force, coercion, molestation, and more and more. So, what constitutes harassment, I mean, sexual harassment, is when a person is forcing you and, you know, insisting on like advancing and getting, trying to get intim- intimidated, trying to intimidate you to simply like, Yeah, allowing permitting to to bother you sexually Uh, am I correct professor yes that's right and I'd like to compliment a little
1: when the person advances like when the person touches you or says something to you with a sexual intention and if you do not agree with that that consists of a sexual
0: harassment Yes, we have many cases of sexual harassment um, in our culture. Do you think, Professor, do, do you think that pornography is one of the reasons that sexual harassment happens? What do you think about it? Well, I, I think that pornography plays a major role. Why?
1: Because uh, if you. Uh, if you analyze like codely, you will realize that uh, pornography has always been a way of um, fulfilling the fantasies of men. So hardly ever we will see the camera focusing on men. On a pornographic movie because it focuses on the body of the woman, the way she is permissive, the way she moves, the way she moans, the way she talks, the way she shakes the body or the hips. It's all about uh, using women as an object. So perhaps um, I believe that I truly believe that pornography plays a very major
0: role on sexual harassment. So in terms of your saying, you're telling us that perhaps because what men see in the movies, like pornographic movies, they see that because it's pretty much like this. They go, uh, the the plot is always the same. There is this guy working in an office or maybe uh, the woman is at home and there is the traditional plumber who's going to fix the pipes or the electrician is going to fix the, the electricity problems in the house and then goes there and then there is a kind of a kind of flirtation and they ended up banging simple like that Um, and and I believe that it's not like that so I believe it's not like that it is not like that in fact (laughs) right yeah and and then we fantasize men usually fantasize with a different reality with total different reality than what women fantasize what do women fantasize about I uh, just really, I don't know I don't know because I'm not a whim- woman
1: myself but when I talk to my wife and I ask her about things for example we watched the movie uh, 50 shades of gray and she said to me that she hated the movie I thought that she was going to like the movie because there are lots of things like uh, you know the scenes that he provokes her and says and tells her to do some crazy things And um, when I asked my wife why she didn't like the movie, she said, well, were it not for the fact that the guy was rich, she would never accept performing such ridiculous tasks or ridiculous things to be done. So she said women fantasize much more with things that they hear, with things that they... Uh, they, they, you know, the smell, the 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 touch. So it's very much different from the
0: masculine uh, world of fantasy. Well, I I gotta tell you something, Professor. Um, I have a friend. Yeah, this is true, guys. This is really true. I have a friend who uh, used to be very, very much addicted to pornography. Very much. Yeah, he was like, um, he had a bunch of movies at home, he used to buy movies a lot, but nowadays it's kind of difficult, it's kind of hard to have a bunch of movies, first of all, because you know, the internet will provide those things for free. And he told me, this friend of mine told me that in the beginning of his, the first years of his marriage, he had a big problem. Because his wife came from a very conservative family and she wouldn't accept things that he wanted to do and bad with her and the amount of sex that he wanted and stuff. So he needed to uh, enroll himself in a course that it was like a detoxication, like pornography detoxication program. Um, do you believe in these kind of detoxicating programs, Professor? Well, it, it all depends
1: because I believe that human beings can be detoxicated about almost everything. So in terms of pornography, for example, in, if he had been exposed for so many years in terms of looking and, and watching pornography, of course that the same amount of years that he took, for example, he, how many years did it take to pornography become an addiction and become a an habit, maybe... It took him like uh, six months or 21 days or whatever. And it takes a long time also to detoxicate your mind because it's not only emptying the mind. You have to empty your mind from those things and inserting all the kind of things in your mind. So
0: did he do that? I I don't know. What I know for sure is that he started becoming a... He became a volunteer... In a kind of a, a, a charitable institution, and working with children, he and his wife they enroll themselves in a program like that, being supervised by other people, and this is how he fills. This is how they filled up his mind with, uh, you know, w- with other things, with more, with healthier things. That's right. So, um, turning back to the sexual harassment conversation. Um, professor do you think that work well it, <laughs> what about this this movie, This this music in the background that pretty much sounds like one of those pornographic movies movies music background don't you think so well I happen to agree with you uh, yes um, well uh, but I don't care there's no problem at all okay here we go if you don't care about the music in the background let's Continue. <laughs> All right. Here we go, professor. You're such a funny guy. Um, so, professor, do you think that the workplace is a good place to find a partner? Um, and and uh, well, before you before you answer the question, professor, I'd like to ask you guys a favor. Don't you forget to spread a word among your friends and tell your friends about this radio. Uh, This radio is totally free of charges. You don't have to pay anything to listen to this radio, of course, because it's a web radio station. But we have some costs. We have to design. We have to program ourselves. We have to draft the programs and record a program sometimes. And I would really appreciate if you could collaborate and cooperate with the radio. So I humbly ask you guys to go to the website and then you have the donation buttons from PagSeguru over there and choose one amount and pay us a cup of coffee. It's very important for us to keep this program up and
1: running. That's right, you. I totally supported the idea of donations because you were doing that for free and uh, not many people
0: nowadays are doing these things for free to people it's because i do believe in free education and i do believe that it is one of the greatest blessings humanity can have is to when you share for example i i taught myself english and because of this i want to give it for free to people what i can give it for free i give it for free what i cannot give it for free i charge for that but anyway so the question was do you think work is a good place to find a partner I don't believe is a good place, especially because that
1: will screw the environment. That will probably uh, prevent employees. Because think about it, when you are in love with a person, you feel that chemical reaction that some neuroscientists say that it lasts for 18 months. And because of this, uh, all the butterflies in the stomach, all that... You know, that feeling like getting in touch with the person all the time, wanting to talk to the person all the time, these things seriously prevent them from performing the job very well, unless they are adults and they know how to separate things. So I would strongly advise not to start a relationship, not to start a relationship, not finding a partner at work. That's my personal opinion. If you can avoid finding a partner, at, in the workplace, why not? But if you cannot avoid, no problem. Go ahead and try to manage as much as you can.
0: All right. In a work setting, uh, based on your your experience, in a work setting, what body parts of a, colli- a colleague would would it be okay to touch in England?
1: In England, to do, you should never touch anywhere. We don't touch, we don't touch the hands, we don't We don't touch the back, the shoulders. You should never touch anybody's part when you're talking to a person in English. I've noticed that in Brazil it's quite common when people like a, a, a pat on the back or a pat on the shoulder, but never. If you travel to the United States or you travel to England and you work there, if you live there, never, ever. This is my piece of advice and it's seriously a piece of advice to you is never touch anybody when you talk to somebody there.
0: All right. That's it. Uh, Professor, uh, we have just uh, cut off the music right now. I think that we can really... Get down to business right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Um, so I have a case here a case that happened in France a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, about sexual harassment. The engineering workshops at a well known engine maker based in Paris seem as clean and innocent as a church these days. The nude uh, photographs and sexy calendars that used to be on some of the walls have been taken down or thrown away. For that, the men in the department mostly have one of their female colleagues to thank. And Bridget, that's uh, thanks to Bridget Janney, an aerodynamics engineer, Said she started arguing against the suggestive photographs from the moment she joined the company 13 years ago. She said it was being done just to provoke women. Jenny is 37 years old, uh, and when she said that she didn't like it, they laughed at her. The company finally changed their policy when they agreed that the pictures be a form of sexual harassment. There's this word here, Professor, policy. Many people don't know the difference between policy, politics, and police. Yeah, that's seriously misunderstood
1: by many students. Policy, it has to do with internal rules. For example, a company changed their policy, changed the way they view the rules, for example. And police is uh, the authorities, where they use arms and guns to catch the thieves. And politics has to do with the governmental system of a country or
0: a county or a city. All right. So in this case, in that case, um, the company changed the rules, the way they faced all that stuff. Uh, and consider that thing as a form of sexual harassment. Sexual harassment at work is uh, it's something, it's pretty much new in France. French law now allows women to sue for sexual harassment, but it is limited to harassment by a superior or a subordinate. It's been many years That this has been many years since this happened, but France still has a problem in terms of especially the relationship between employees and um, bosses and subordinates. And typically, I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in France, and she said that typically many cases do not make it to court. And she said, you know, it usually goes this way a woman complains about her boss, and then she's simply fired. Um, then, if this person sous, uh money, if awarded, is usually little or sometimes nothing at all. Uh, most of the judges in France will say it is because the woman is dressed too seductively. Too seductively. Can you believe that? Hmm, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? So, uh, they say that they don't care about sexual harassment. One lawyer said, and despite his bravado, yeah. And he, but this lawyer told us not his name to be published. But he said, being macho is seen as a good thing in, in the office, chatting up beautiful women is natural. And there is this uh, commercial from Gillette uh, that says, We believe the best men can be. Razor's commercial. Takes on toxic masculinity. Have you watched this this video, Professor? What did you What did you like about it? Well, I've seen the video, of course, because my daughter
1: showed me. I was very glad that I watched that video because I could see that I, I've never understood why why men behave like that from so many countries, uh, including Brazil, India, other places. Because I always believed that, you know, I grew up in a family where we really would respect the women, with a matriarchal system. My mom was like a very much respected figure uh, in the family. And I never understood why... People harass a lot. Men harass a lot. Brazilian women. Those nasty things they say. Those disgusting things they do. You know. But as I told you, I think the pornography plays a very big role because Americans do that too in some places in the United
0: States. But you know, Professor, I have one student of mine who lives in Canada. She told me that she lives near a construction site. There's, they have been building the building there. And she said that the she thought she's pretty, she's really beautiful. And, and she thought that she would be messed up, like she would be harassed while she was walking on the sidewalk. But she told me that the guys there, the construction workers, will never do anything, will never say anything. And she was just impressed how free she felt, like walking. Uh, on the sidewalk near the building. Of course,
1: you because it's totally different. If somebody does that in Canada, if a man does that, this person can seriously, but I mean, we, you know, when I say seriously, it's seriously, <laughs> it's clear, literally, be uh, uh, sued or taken to court. So it's a very serious thing. I believe that only in Brazil or other countries like Brazil will become a serious thing only when the authorities start taking action against
0: sexual harassment. Yeah, that's it. I happen to agree with you too. Um, and then I, you know, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy stuff. I remember that I have. Uh, already talked to a friend of mine about it and then he told me many stories that happened in the subway because he works. He works for the metro for the subway in Sao Paulo and there are so many cases including raping in the subway. So women really have to be attentive and very aware of the fact that there are many predators around. How about a discussion, Professor? What do you think? Yeah, let's discuss about it. Okay, how far do you agree with Bridget Jenin about the photos and why?
1: Well, as to I told you, I think that anything that is offensive to the good principles of morals should be banned. I, as I told you, I grew up in a very traditional family. I was born in Oxford. I grew up according to the British system of education and we these things we can do whatever we want uh in our bedrooms but it it is supposed to be kept between us between me and my spouse what i do there it's up to me and my, my spouse and those things should not be an issue those things should not be something public you see so i totally agree with I think that the photo is offensive because it exposes women as a kind of a product and this
0: is uh, exploitation. Okay, do you agree that a woman who dresses seductively should be prepared for unwanted sexual advances? Because in Brazil it is quite common when a woman is wearing a miniskirt, let's say a miniskirt or a very tight pants, just really, you know i have never understood why men
1: think why men think that it is that right to do something or to say something to a woman wearing a miniskirt or a tight dress or tight pants like okay as if the woman was asking or was asking to be <laughs> to be raped or to be molested this is totally ridiculous this, this is never I I don't know where they found this but as I told you in the beginning of our talk our conversation I think that if we have somebody to put the blame on it's pornography. because in the pornographic movies it shows that most of the women that are wanted sexually they are wearing those kind of clothes and everything of course that if you we men we are very much attracted by what we see and because of this we have to hold
0: our horses, simple like that. Well, so you would you uh, do you think that is a woman addresses should be prepared for unwanted sexual advances? Well, so far I think that they should, unfortunately, in Brazil. If you live in Brazil,
1: unfortunately, you are you have to expect it to be harassed or something because it's a cultural thing that will take probably many, many
0: years to be changed. Can men be sexually harassed by women? I've never heard of anyone being harassed by women.
1: Well, it's a You can find lots of isolated, not lots of isolated, you can find isolated cases, hardly ever will you find um, uh, people who are molested or men who are harassed by women. I know one guy in England, I'm not going to tell his name because it's not okay. He was abused, he was sexually molested and harassed by his mate when he was just seven years old. And um, unfortunately, this woman has never been taken to jail because the parents could not prove at that time they didn't have cameras or recordings or anything that could prove. But uh, it, was, uh, it caused a serious, serious marks on my friend's life. And um, yeah, you'll probably find, but it's
0: hardly ever will happen. Have you ever been in a difficult situation of this kind at work or or college?
1: Yeah, I remember in the beginning of my career, I was um, teaching a class, a literature class, and then I made a very stupid remark, or a stupid joke. But I didn't touch the girl. I just said that I wish this girl were. I wish. I said that I wished my wife were as as sweet as the girl was. Because I refer that, I refer to the way that she talked. Because my wife is a lovely person, but when my wife talks to me, she talks like a sergeant, <laughs> you know? But, and when they made that remark, the, the girl ended up talking to her fiance, and the fiance went to school to talk to me, and he really wanted to spank me. You're kidding me. He wanted to spank you? Yes, he wanted to spank me, but I ended up being able to explain that you know that 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 was not what I meant. I
0: meant something totally different. And and uh, did he complain to the to the principal? I mean, to the d de- to the dean of the college or anything? No, he didn't. He didn't. And uh, we we could really
1: uh, uh, change. The whole thing into a a friendly talk. Thank God, because it was a very stressful time for me uh, that day. Uh, on that day, that I even
0: uh, I, I seriously thought of giving up teaching. Well, thank God, didn't happen. And you are here with me, Professor. Thank you very much. So that's it. So that's the end of the podcast today thank you very much professor
1: well it's always a pleasure as i said to you and i hope to be with you
0: guys again in the next program that's right and this is it on the corner because that's where we talk things over thank you very much if you happen to be listening to on the corner right now This is the end of the program, but this is going to be very much recorded and available in the website. Uh, This program, this part of the radio, Midweb Radio, and please visit us at www.midwebradio.org. And also pay us a cup of coffee that was on the corner. We were talking about sexual harassment. Thank you very much for listening. This radio is supported by listeners just like you. Please visit the website, and there you have some donation buttons and pay us a cup of coffee. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye bye. The Midweb Radio is supported by listeners just like you. We listen to you too and would love to get a message from you. Please send us a message saying how this radio is helping you improve your English and your speaking as well. Drop us a line, contact at tamidwebradio.org and don't forget that we count on your financial support too. For donations or paying us a cup of coffee, please go to www.tamidwebradio.org slash support dash US. And please also follow us on Facebook. Stay tuned and thank you for listening.